you're so great at so many things, but this is one that you you have mastered. And so it's commandment number five is sell early. And from day one, you you are the merch guy, like merch, <laughs> books, shows, like you you basically invented a new way of payment system. You know what I mean? With with offer base, pay what you want. Like nobody's better to talk about selling early than LaRussell himself. What was the first piece of merch you, or not even merch, because that's just generalizing. What's the first thing you ever sold that had to do with your art? That had to do with the art, a CD. Now, was this back when when we were selling CDs or this was past CDs time? Um, Yeah, this is back when we were selling CDs, like mixtape. Okay. So so you sold your mixtape. What, what year is this? What year is this we talking? Shit, high school, like 11th, 12th grade. Hey. Even before that, ten. So yeah, yeah. This is like 2011, 2010, 2012. Yeah. From that experience, was it a positive experience or was it a negative experience? Like, what what was your first experience selling? It made me realize, um, at that time, I didn't care about the. I end up giving them all away. Mm. <laughs> you feel wow. me? Because it was like, ah, I, I want people to hear this shit more than I want them to buy this shit. You know, and and that's still kind of my shit. Like, bro, a lot of like that's why I don't I don't direct sell every album I make. Some shit I just drop it, and it's like, bro, you don't, you know, like it's so. Man, if you want to buy it, buy it. If you don't, go stream. As long as you get to consume the art, like the for me, there'll always be something to sell. You know, and like I say, I'm a I'm a tree. Music is just a branch on my tree. Merch is a branch on my tree. Everything I want you to be concerned with the tree and not not the branches anyway. Because if you care about the tree, all the branches gonna flourish anyway. You know, so I all that shit to me is like if they don't buy this, I'm cool. Here's a book. This is my offering, and that's why I love offer base because if I have to sell it. I just much prefer you you determine what you afford than have to tell you what's in your pocket or make you feel away because you can't afford it or whatever. You feel me? All right, so let me ask you this: what 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 all do you sell right now? Like, tell me tell me all the branches right now. Stock, which is royalty shares and songs. Yeah. Um, gold cards, merchandise, and under merch, that's everything from tees, hoodies, uh, notebooks. Um, <laughs> We're making chess boards. I'm about to be selling pickleball paddles and shit. Um, yeah. What else is down there in the merch room? Uh, stickers, hats, beanies. Um, yeah. I sell microphones. Like I, I, There was a time I was selling like game mics. After I have a big show or a moment, I sell that. Uh, gibbets. What else have I sold? I've sold so much shit. What is a gibbet? A bike. A gibbet <laughs> is like crop. That go into your crocs. Yeah. Records, oh, I, sell, I sell CDs, vinyls. Yeah. Shit, I've even sold uh what the fuck did I just I did a competition for some yeah, I just said those. Yeah, I, I've sold hella shit. Honestly, like I could so, say I could nigga, I could post these crocs tomorrow and be like, nigga, I did this, this, this show in it. Whatever you hell. want. And people buy that shit. <laughs> so, so let's start with the 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 stocks in the gold card because that alone is just uh i, I want to say a, a new idea a bold idea Innovation. <laughs> yeah so let's start so tell tell me the how did that start off man both of those ideas were just like um earthquake moments like one earthquake went off and shit shook and then these were a bunch of aftershocks like me and t had a period where we were just like 
going back and forth with ideas so much, we kept coming up with new shit. And it really just started as like a conversation, like, ah, this would be crazy, right? And then the next day, we'd post that shit and announce it. I remember when we did the stock shit, I feel like that first day, we had like fifty or $60,000 worth of offers that I had to just go through um, when we started doing the, the offer-based shows for the backyard shit. Thousands of fucking... That's also what I sell. Tickets to shows. Yeah. Niggas pay that. <laughs> right. Niggas cannot sell no, hard but, tickets. But yeah, they, they were just ideas and um things that I thought was dope. Like the stock shit to me is like the greatest thing ever still is like, bro, niggas get run. My niggas get paid when, when every month. So it's like, I already know what's happening to the fans and I'm yeah. just getting started. It's like, bro, when a nigga one year from now, when a nigga doing like, you think right now I do about three, four million streams a month. Mm-hmm. Some of these niggas suck. And they doing a hundred million streams. So it's like, imagine when a nigga doing a hundred million. You do a hundred million streams, that's about roughly four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah. So if a nigga just got what one percent, you on the way with five grand off one percent. Yeah, a nigga, month. Five grand off one percent. Some niggas got this percent. This song, this song here, song here, song here. Like, bro. I'm well, the first artist ever that's gonna have fans like nigga. Eating. What? When when I'm done in two three years, I won't even have to do PR like interviews because the fans is gonna be like, nigga, I just gotta pay out, and all I gotta do is see that shit to the people. It's like, nigga, who else? Well, break break down stocks. So like, some people might not even understand what, what you're doing with the stocks. So basically, I'm allowing people to purchase a percentage of royalty from the master, from streaming, from DSP. So. When a song goes on Spotify, like I said, if it gets a million streams, it generates four thousand to five thousand dollars. So if that whatever song, say Baggage Claim, generates that amount of money, I allow fans to say, "Hey, I want to buy two percent of the royalties from streaming in this song," and it generates a million dollars. You get that percentage of that. The same way, like the the industry calls it master points. They'll say, "Oh yeah, this person has this many points on the master." That's all it is. They're buying a point on the master. And as a businessman, how does how does that help you? Um, it gives me capital to continue to build in exchange mm. for something that's perpetual that they'll just keep collecting. But I get upfront capital, right, to to operate. And and I think a lot of artists don't think that far because they they don't even think with their entrepreneurial mind, which what I'm trying to get them to think with. You selling this stock is a is amazing for the. The fan, because look at the story they get to tell, but also for you, it's like, okay, now I have this capital to work with to go execute what I need to execute um, that that I got up front versus waiting for streaming revenue. So that's- Bro, it's like, as a fan, most fans, if you support an artist, the most you could do is buy merch and buy a ticket, right? Mm-hmm. None of those have perpetual royalties attached to them. Right. I'm the first one where it's like, oh yeah, I bought that year. And some people got in so early like gold cars some people were such early adopters that man they just like there's going to be a time where i'm not doing this shit no more and it's like bro the early adopters one some niggas got royalties and songs for like fifty dollars sixty dollars some a couple hundred some a couple thousand but it's like man they got it forever and this just getting started you know like Bro, some of the biggest artists in the world is doing a billion streams in a in a span of a decade. You feel me? Like I right. see myself in the same lane. So, what's the difference between a stock and a gold card? 
So a gold card is different. It's an artist membership. The main perk of the gold card is you can come to any La Russell show that we throw mm-hmm. in whatever city, in any venue, whatever, for absolutely free for the rest of my career. So, like, we have fans who come to every show, honestly. Yeah. Like, they'll fly in because they can. And right. you feel me? And that's, imagine these shows. I started I started gold cards when I was doing, you know, 250 cat rooms, 300 cat rooms. I'm going to do an arena in a year or so. And it's yeah. like, they get you ain't never went to no arena show for free, nigga. This is you was able to show a card. So it yeah. does that get added to a stock list. So a lot of the gold card members, like when I drop new songs, they'll randomly just get a percent of some random songs and here and right. there. And man, it's just, but really it's community. Like they love to just be a part of the La Russell community. Like in the future, we're going to be doing very special things just for gold card members. Like I got right. this idea fly all of them out and pay for their shit and we have like dinner and do this retreat and niggas just yeah. chill but like that shit that's exclusive to the people who really wanted to support do do the gold card memberships vary like has the price risen since as you grown definitely it had to okay. it had okay. to and i think like number one as creative and amazing that that this is and like the story that that it tells it's just smart business sense because you need capital to fund to fund your journey and you found these creative ways to get the fans involved to provide you that capital. You you sold from the beginning. Like like you said, you, you've Bro. been doing this. You know what I mean? You need, you need capital that has low expense attached to it. Like a gold card is so dope because it, it a gold card cost me like 40 cent to print up. You feel me? And it's like if a nigga end up paying you a couple grand for something that it only took you 40 cent to make, but they get to have perpetual benefits and things that you do, that's a W. That mean I like there's no there's no margin versus merch where it's like, bro, this shirt cost me twenty dollars to produce. So if you pay me twenty five, I only made five dollars. Like that shit cool when you doing ten x. Like if I spend ten thousand and I make fifty, that's great. But when you doing twenty to twenty five, it's like that shit take long. But when you do something like a go cards, like this cost me forty cent. If a nigga only gave me a hundred, that's a big yield. But what's dope is as my demand grows the amount that I'm willing to accept for gold card grows too, because like you weren't an early adopter. You can't get a stock at 20 cent because you came in three years later when you, you waited, you knew it was happening and you waited, but you want the same stock price as the early adopters. That's not how it worked, but it's still worth it. They say it takes 10,000 hours to master a field. Well, what do you call spending 157,000 hours on one task? Breaking artists. Over my 18 years, I've witnessed the music business change abruptly from year to year. Yet I see artists rise to stardom throughout every era, no matter the landscape. Working directly with these success stories, I've noticed 10 principles that all these artists live by that'll help them conquer their errors. What are the characteristics? What are the traits? What are the practices of a successful artist? What does it take? 10 artist commandments no matter the air no matter the landscape no matter the platform if you want to have a successful career as an artist read this book let me ask you this how did how did you get the fans to begin supporting you in this way like you know because a lot of people can't sell hard tickets a lot of people can't sell merch like their fans just aren't used to that how did how did you get the fans to be able to to get to the point where they're supporting you like this i give all of me you've never you you i give all of me you'll never meet a la russell fan that had a bad la russell experience like they get so much from me that 
I'm just a nigga you want to support. Like, bro, mm. I'm I go to so many shows and I've never seen an artist do what I do. I'm out in the crowd before the show, hugging until I'm after the show. I'm hollering yeah. at niggas, I'm hugging like I'm I'm in the middle of the show. I talk direct to you. I'm taking requests like you could message me and I hit you like with sir. Yeah. I pull, I used to pull up to fans' house and drop off merch. Like you <laughs> feel me? I, it's no. It, it's just too. It's I, it's too real. I'm a human. Genuine. You feel me? And like niggas want to want to see that shit thrive. What what made you start doing the Q and A's at your shows? Another thing where I just thought like, man, I wish I could ask a nigga. You know, these yeah. things when I see them at a show, like that'd be dope to be able to get these questions off. And um, I used to watch a lot of Sad Guru. And Sad mm-hmm. Guru is dope because this nigga, he gets booked for things for yeah. people to just ask him questions. He don't perform, he don't do none of that shit. His right. whole he's booked for a whole hour and it's just people asking him questions. And right. I'm like a nigga where it's like, bro, I'm an open book and I'm a wealth of knowledge and the fans, like a lot of my fans are indie artists or indie entrepreneurs and they want to know this shit too. So it's just, it's just a dope thing to add. It's another thing to add to the show that makes it very unique where like some things are just like a fix. Like you're like, Oh, I couldn't go to that concert, but I got to go to that one. So it made up for it. You can't do that with a LaRussell show. You can't go to nowhere else and it'll make up. You have to come to this one specifically. So going back to, not only selling but how you sell how did you come up with pay what you want nip so i i start i would i remember vividly i was riding my bike in american canyon and i was thinking just like okay how can i do what nip did with the proud to pay album with the hundred dollar album but how can i do it in a way that works for my niggas because i don't know a lot of niggas that got a hundred to spend on the album and i was like i'm gonna just let niggas pay whatever because if I get $1 versus going home with zero, I won that day, right? And I was like, man, if I could get 100 niggas to be like, shit, I at least shoot you $2, $3, both, you know? Like, if you just shot me whatever was left in your pocket, that was better than me going home with zero. So it was like, nigga, let's try it. And I started with the pay what you want. I did a couple shows like that. And um, I got to see the difference, and I just kept evolving. We eventually made it up to offer base. And offer base is the most like, it's so obvious, but so genius. You know what I mean? Like that's the, like, like how did how have we not been doing this? So so what was your first offer base show? The backyard. The backyard. So basically, with offer base, you go into what's TBA or the ticket site, whatever ticket site we're utilizing. But what's TBA is what we built it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go in there, you, it's like any other ticketing site, but the difference is you get to put in your own price that you're willing to pay. So it yeah. said, and it's funny when we first did this, I had Ibrima, um, who, who's the co-owner of, of West TBA. I had him code cause he, it used to say, um, I forgot what the fuck it said. And I told him, I said, you need to change the verb to say, what's it worth to you? To you. Yeah. Cause that I changes that. what people put. And, right. I, and we had that shit change. Soon as we made that change, I start seeing the offers look different. Right. Um, but yeah, you go in there and you put what you willing to spend and it comes to a back end portal to me and I get to either accept or decline. Did you go through a point where you were doing a minimum? Um, no. And I, I still don't honestly still- like, bro, there's, there's shows where niggas still get in for $2, $4. Yeah. I'd be like, it's funny. Me and T had a conversation one time and she was like, why are you accepting these offers? Because we could be making this. And I was like, that is not what it's about, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's brilliant. 
Washington, I think it's brilliant because you still have to give people the hope that not even the hope, but you still have to show people it's not all about the money. You know what I mean? It's about this it's community. You, you feel me? It's not, but it is also important. Like I want to be respected for my value. So I can't always yeah. just let you give me a dollar because yeah. to me, it's like, if you giving me your last dollar, I have sentiments and it's like, man, I fuck with you. I appreciate that. But if yeah. you giving me the dollar as a short end, like, oh, well, I'm gonna go do all these things and then I'm gonna go yeah. see you for a dollar. It's like, bro, you're not gonna treat me like that. Yeah. Cause you could have, you could have, you could have took the short end on something else, but you chose to do it on me. So it's like, sometimes I'll allow the dollar in and sometimes I'm like, nah, not this time. And I have yeah. that power. I should be able to do that because I built it. You, you are very rare. And, and a lot of people look at you and they love what you're doing. But they're like, man, I, I, a lot of artists, I'm talking about artists. They look at they love what you're doing, but they're like, they're, they're scared to do it. They're scared to sell. You know what I mean? What, what advice would you give them to like get over that fear of, of putting it out there and say, hey, buy, buy my merch or buy my CD? Like, why, why, and why do you feel like that fear is there? I think if you're scared, go to church. <laughs> no um usually uh if you scared to sell it's because you don't believe in your product and at that point i think you need to go do more work only time i've ever been able to i've been scared to show a nigga something or sell a nigga something is when i'm like mm, shit i don't know if it i did but it's like i believe in my product and i think you should have it like i think it's worth something you feel me and if you don't feel that way about what you're making, then you need to make some, you need to not sell until you feel that way about something. Cause I don't want to buy no shit that you don't feel that way about. So you can hold off on selling. And I, I think like with the sell early thing, I think it's a good thing, but I also think it's like, it's not nothing we should pitch to everybody. Cause sometimes it's like, bro, you don't have shit. You, you need to be selling. Just go work on your product. And I think another thing too, is like artists are scared or people are scared of no's. You know what I mean? And so they're like, okay, I'll, I'll put it out there on a streaming platform and nobody can tell me no to my face. But when you're selling it, you feel like they're saying no when, when you don't get any sales. Right. <laughs> you feel like, man, niggas is not really messing with me. So so it's like that. And, that, that's that never, and that's never what it is. It's like, bro, if your product isn't selling, you aren't doing the work you need to do to sell it. Like, bro, a lot of niggas got great product. You know how many niggas make great songs? There's some great artists out here. And niggas ain't buying their records. Because it's like, bro, you're not... Making the product is one facet. You have to market that product. The only reason we buy Apple Pro Max headphones is because they marketed and made sure we knew they existed. They didn't just make the product. Making the product versus marketing the product. People don't understand that you have to spend more to market than you do to make it. Yeah. Um. With me, that varies. It just uh, it depends on the product. If I believe in a product. I don't have a budget on what I spend to, to market a product. Like if you look at my ad spend, you'd be like, what the fuck? Because it's, it's, it's like, bro, I don't, that don't exist for me. I'm going to spend whatever it takes to make it work. If I really, really believe in it. And I also know when to pivot or when it's not time for something or the product isn't right. Sometimes I'll have a song I really love, but I don't have a piece of content that I really love that deserves that kind of budget. But once I find something that works, I'm running that bitch until it, it it ain't working no more. You feel me? But I don't, I don't really have, like, I don't do, when you go set up an ad, you know, most people would say you could pick an amount of days and how much you want to spend each day and you can set a date. I don't set a date. My shit is just like, until I stop it, you feel me? And that's how I am with everything, with merch. I run, when I post merch, I run that ad until we sell out of merch or until it's like, okay, the sales have slowed until we find a new way to market it. 
That's what it is. But yeah, I don't, I don't, it's limitless for me. Well, you feel so, me? If, if I make a product and I really believe in it, I'm just, I'm going to spend what, whatever I can, you know, within my means to make sure people see it. So you, so do you do actually run ads on your merchandise? Yeah, of course. Of course. All right. Do you have like a, obviously I'm sure you have a website, but do you have like a, a dedicated merch store? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and so I'm sure this probably will help a lot of artists. A, you have a dedicated merch store. Do you run ads to direct people to that merch store or do you run ads specifically on specific pieces of merch? Like if I drop the new yellow good company joints, how does it, how does it work? I just direct, I just direct them to the store, but okay. I do it behind like, so we'll do either a really dope, a picture of us in the merch or really yeah. dope video of us in the merch or I'll do like a, a dope like made graphic image of the merch yeah. and then I'll run an ad behind that and I'll run um, an ad that, that connects to a link like a shop now ad. And, and what your merch is it pay what you want or is it offer based? It's offer based. It used to be proud to pay, and then we switched to offer base. Now that that has to be a lot of offers. Like, how do you manage going through all of those? So what I've been able to do with merch, where I don't have to manage it as much with going through the offers, is like insane with TBA. Like the technology is set to where I could set a threshold, so mm -hmm. I could set it to where if someone pays this amount, it automatically accepts and accepts it, it. To the next process. If yeah. someone pays lower than that amount, then it comes to me, and it I have to you. determine whether I'm willing to do that right now or not. How, how do you decide between pay what you want and offer base, and do you ever do fixed prices? Um, I never do fixed price, and I vary between proud to pay and offer base based on what's being offered. Like when we do Momos, proud to pay cafe, and I want the community yeah. to eat. I do proud to pay because it's like, bro, I don't really care what you pay because I want you to get the end product. When I sell music, I do proud to pay because it's like, bro, I don't, I don't care what you pay. I just want you to get the product. product but yeah. when it comes to something like merchandise, it's like, bro, I can't accept a dollar a hundred times. Like I would be detrimenting myself and it right. only benefits you. Like that's not fair to me. So on things where I have to leverage my worth or I have payroll around or just, it's like, bro, you can't, I can't, I can't let you do that. We do offer base. So what you having so many phenomenal streams of income and you might've already answered this when saying you spend whatever it takes. But my question is how do you determine what to put back into your music business? The same. I don't really have to determine what to put back in because all of my money really goes back in. Like I, I don't do like every now and then I'll shop, I'll get something I really like yeah. enjoy and I, or I go to concerts and shit. But for the most part, like I spend all, all my money, money like everything I do is my business. You feel yeah. me? Like anything I do for me grows my brand. If I go buy a new Frisbee and I go play Frisbee and post it and it goes viral, it just benefits me, you know, like, right. so yeah, I don't, I don't really have to make that, um, that determination. Call. Everything, everything really goes back. Like, Man, we we building the pergola, or we investing in the shop, and um, you know, it's just it's yeah. just naturally, it's my life. Right. So the business is life. Life is business. You and know that's I mean? the thing that I always have to like remind people when we're doing business, because it's like I do business because of the product I have, but really, this is my life. Like I. Yeah. I, it's not like a separate entity for me. Like this is my actual, like if someone's paying me to perform, it's like, bro, this is my life. I got to really come like this is, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard to, and I think that's been to my benefit, honestly, because if I looked at it as a business, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't spend certain things or I wouldn't take certain risks because it isn't smart for business. Yeah. But it's like, is it is it good for my life? And do do I believe in it? The the last and most important thing that you sell is tickets, right? Uh, how do you decide where to go and when to go? Because I'm sure you get massive offers. Like, how do you determine that part of your life? So it, that's two different ways. Like for tour, I determine where to go based on data. Of course, yeah. chart metrics, Spotify, Apple Music. Like I just use the data. And if I, I've created a formula in Excel mm-hmm. that I've created and I enter all the data and it tells me like a minimum draw that I'll get in whatever yeah. city. And I only go to cities where my minimum draws a certain amount. Gotcha. Um, if, it, if I'm going off of offers, it varies. Like now I'm only willing to, if you send me an offer through an email and I got to go to the East Coast or something, I'm not going unless I'm making a certain amount of money because I know who I'm bringing. I know what kind of yeah. show I'm giving. I know what I want to be comfortable with. If it's local, it just, it depends on how it feels. Honestly, yeah. like I don't have a, I don't have a set rate or a set precedent on how I decide. It's just yeah. like, sometimes I'm in a really good mood and space and it's like, ah, I'll do that, you know, yeah. but it, it just depends on how I feel. Well, you're, you're one of the, the first artists that I've, I've ever worked with and seen where you can really just pick and choose where you want to go and when you want to go. So do you have like a, a thing like, okay, I want to do X amount of shows a month or this side of the year, I want to do this many shows. Like, how do, how do you determine how many shows you want to do? Yeah, so the la- last year and going into next year, I mean, this year and going into next year, we've kind of been setting it up like that. Like, I've set it up to where, okay, I'll go do this many shows during the month outwards, yeah. and then it's like next year I'm reeling in because I just want to be home or I don't like being on the yeah. road. So it's like, okay, I'll do this many, I'll do this. Man, it's, it's all based on feeling, honestly. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm, I feel good and i'll have a month where i book hella shit and i'm like ah we just gonna be out because i'm feeling that way and some yeah. months i won't take like right now i've been getting all i haven't been taking none you know yeah. not even, it's funny i was on the phone call the other day and nigga was like how much you need and i told him i was like ah you can give me 25 but honestly even if you come back with 25 i'm probably not gonna do it because i just <laughs> want to be home you feel me so it, yeah. it really depends on how i'm feeling i'm just amazed at, at you but what i want people to take away from from the la russell experience is you're able to have a hundred percent control because you own everything it's, it's all <laughs> your shit you know right. what i mean and, and people have to recognize like when, when they get into this business, there's so many people that will come and, and they may be helpful, but they'll take away too. This is a question. How have you managed to make it this far and keep ownership of everything? <laughs> Man, I can't operate without... You remember when we was doing this shit and we yeah. had a fuck with audio silent. I was like, no, nigga, that shit ain't make... Because I can't operate. It don't... It has to be a certain way for me to even feel good. It'd be feeling too conflicting and then I become detached and dissociate. I don't even want to deal with it because it's like, bro, I made these songs, nigga. Like, I don't, I don't even, and that's the thing with the labels. They were, well, we put up the budget tomorrow and make sure the world here. And then it's like, I think that's worth something, but you didn't make the product that you're, the product you're selling to the world that your children eat off of, that you get to buy your bins in your house from. You did not make. So like the fact that you, it just don't make no sense. You feel me? And for me, it's like, I've been indie this whole time and gratefully, I'm so happy I 
I was able to see through all the bullshit and realize like, man, I, I was able to do it from home. So for me to give up ownership, you'd have to give me so much because it's just like, why? Why do, why, why do you think a song could come out of my mouth and out of my mind and out of my brain and I could record it and give it to you to push and the world loves it and I made it and you can't make it that you think I shouldn't own this? How does that even make any sense? How and like it doesn't it literally doesn't make sense for any artist to not own their songs, no matter how much money now it's different if a nigga buy your songs out, I guess, and they're like, I'm gonna give you this amount of money to make these songs for me to own. But it's like if you like if a nigga making it and they just marketing it, it's like, bro, you they can't make those songs. <laughs> you feel me? I just want to ask you this because we're here talking about the Ten Hours Commandments. We're talking about you know people educating themselves and reading and investing in themselves. How much has self education played a role in getting you to where you are? All of it. I mean, I didn't. I didn't have no mentors early or nothing. Just books and and YouTube and ex- as much experience I could get. All my shit came from experience and just being able to shadow and look over people and ask yeah. questions. But all of it, man, I am where I am because I really studied and I put in those ten thousand shots. I, I, I man, I, I tried so many different yeah. things. That, that T pulled us some shit the other day that was like. Some of the first one, we decided to start doing a post a certain way. We had a bunch of different demos because we were like, let's see how this looks. And we see some ocean and we start laughing because we yeah. really just tried everything and, and learned. Like, man, I remember when we was trying to get the thumbnail right for TikTok, T went in there frame by frame by frame and posted each one as a draft to see which one would do it the right way. And yeah. like, you can only do that shit by getting in there and figuring it out yourself. Man, well, thank you, man, for coming on. Thank you for for blessing the podcast. Thank you for blessing the book. There, the Ten Hours Commandments would not be the same without La Russell. Like without the jewels you dropped in here, man, and just, just, man, just you as a person, man. You know, I congratulate you. I celebrate you. I need to come to like whenever your next birthday party is. I'm, I need to like I, you need to be celebrated. You know, you know what I mean? it's, it's funny you saying that because we're actually, um, man. I just had a great meeting with Live Nation. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about doing something, and if that goes through, it's going to be um, a really great deal that allows me to stay independent and keep my yeah. eyes. And you know, I've been thinking about signing lately, and I've only been considering signing major because I want to be able to get the amount of capital I need to go even yeah. bigger. It's like, bro, everyone seen me do what I've been able to do out of pocket and with smaller deals that I've done, but it's like, yeah. man, what happens when? I get like that VC type money where it's like, right, no, right. go build. And um, man, Live Nation is, we kind of got a situation that may work where I can get that. Man, if I'm able to to keep my independence and, and, and remain mm-hmm. autonomous outside the label, but still have the capital to go use do the it. same means and seed in the same way and control the narrative and go do the pitching, man, this shit out of here. So yeah. we might be doing a celebration if that does come through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, def- I, I definitely would be there to celebrate you, bro. Even uh-huh. even without that deal, even without that deal, the next, the next thing you do that I, that I can make it to, man, I'm I'm there. You know what I mean? I love I'm, it. I love it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for joining the 10 Artist Commandments, man. Thank you for being a part of the book.